Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Mind Podcast 114.0, a weekly source for news, views and analysis. Uh, this is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another weekend, a beautiful weekend, might I add, from Houston. Yes. Together with me, Surinda Vashisht. Uh, Surinda, how are you enjoying the last days of spring? I am loving it. Spring is my favorite season. Before the dreaded summer of Houston yeah, kicks in. Yeah, before the dreaded summer of Houston. And the dreaded summer is already in India. It's, yes, I was about to say. So I was like... It's uh, extremely hot. We hear you people. Uh, we're about four weeks away from experiencing the same weather in Houston. So I am... Well, I'm going to be in India pretty soon. And I, uh, I'm i looking forward to everything except the weather. But then I... Hopefully you'll uh, avoid the summer. And uh, we'll see. I'll probably be there in the middle of summer. Maybe, maybe Sunanda might get the uh, barish with her yes yeah. so <clears throat> anyways uh, Pramod is uh, traveling for some uh, another IBC event mm-hmm. but uh, he'll be back soon but uh, if you haven't yet seen on Twitter we wanted to announce this event uh, Professor Makrand Puranjpe of the Jawaharlal Nehru University whom you've heard um, uh, and uh, for a long time have read his writings and stuff he's studying his US tour and the first stop of which is going to be Houston and he is, we are doing an event, Mindmakers is doing an event on 30th of April with him. And uh, please do attend the event if you are in Houston. And it will be... Um it will be live streamed as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it will for, be. For people who can log in. I think we're doing a Facebook live or so. I'm not sure. Yes, we are. But more details are going to be revealed. And uh, who knows, next podcast, we might have a couple of surprises as well stored. So I'm not going to reveal anything on that. But uh, definitely, uh, the event is happening. Me and Sunanda will be there. Sunanda and me will be there. Sunanda is moderating the event. Yes. And um, it will be a very interesting discussion. Yeah. It's on uh, the Legacy of BR Ambedkar. We already had a fine discussion on the Legacy of BR in the last podcast so I would urge everyone to listen to that if you haven't yet but uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of things this week um, first being the controversy around Sonu Nigam's uh, thing I mean can you think that was just a week ago I think just right after we recorded the podcast podcast is, uh, yeah <laughs> and uh, and I did not expect the news to get so much um, huh. coverage beyond a day or two. You know, typically when we are um, assessing news huh. and one of our jobs is also to see huh. how far a news item will go. But I was clearly wrong on this one because I kept <coughs> telling everyone in the newsroom huh. that Ek Do Din Ki Story Hai, it will die. Huh. But it clearly hasn't. And it has <laughs> divided, um, I think, um, Hindi film industry. Huh. And it has also a lot of people are completely divided on that yeah. although um, some and, and I want to announce the topic Sunanda before we go on okay. what we are talking about and then a couple of things uh, sorry to cut you short no 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 no. I am actually huh. going to but we are coming back to it we are coming back to it oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. then we are also going to talk about the game of thrones in Tamil Nadu I don't know what the heck is happening there uh, a huge election is taking place right now uh, as we record this and I am not talking about the MCD elections 
although app likes to think I'm talking about the French presidential election and the huge election because I think the future of EU is at stake and if Marie Le Pen and the other dude I keep forgetting his name mm -hmm. if both of them are tied because French presidential election happens in two parts the first part is where all the nominees get voted in and then the top two are go in a runoff election so which is a very interesting concept. Very interesting concept so a lot of people in US might want probably have wanted that for the 2016 <laughs> presidential election <laughs> but yeah. so anyways they they uh, they're doing that uh, so we'll we'll find out probably by the time the podcast is up yeah. who is winning or who's in the front and then we'll also talk about the MCD polls where the exit polls are right now predicting a BJP sweep, sweep. and BJP has not covered itself in glory in the MCD but people of Delhi seem to suggest that AAP is worse than that so, and I don't know what that means uh, what I that mean. means I mean Congress is of course has been relegated to I don't know what I, I um, am seeing that uh, some exit polls are saying that uh, that C voter that uh, BJP may win 280 Seats. That is going to be hilarious because AAP's internal survey predicted the exact number of seats for AAP. For AAP. So, <laughs> I actually tweeted that AAP... Um, but AAP's who predicts them that? Um, uh, the one who used to predict <laughs> is not there. Yogendra Yadav to chalega. Yogendra Yadav to predict Ashutosh. Hai pe? Oh, Ashutosh does it. Uh, so so I, now, I'm, I'm assuming because he's the only media connection they have. Right? Kumar Vishwas to... Uh -huh. 218 seats hmm. and um, then they're saying 25 and 26 in that. Less than 30 seats for both AAP and uh, Congress. This previous alliance partners. <laughs> previous alliance partners. So this would be a complete route for uh, both of them. And just before the election, Arvinder uh, so lovely and um, he moved on. I even to, heard rumors of Dr. Ike Valiya. Uh, those were rumors, but Barkha Singh moved. Barkha Singh said that uh, um, she, Singh, by the way, not Dutt. Uh, yeah, Barkha Singh. Huh. She said uh, something about... Which that I leave everyone. I'm not saying any first names. No, Barkha Singh, she uh, said a few things about Rahul Gandhi's leadership. And uh, she also said that she was harassed um, by, by um, Ajay Makan's team. So, yeah. And uh, so that's why she left. She, the day she made the allegations, the second day she was thrown out. <laughs> so, so she's gone. So those are two big faces that have um, moved out. I mean, obviously. Barkha Singh is not that big as a face as Arvinder Singh, um, yeah, you know, lovely. Because he was um, he was in Sheila Dixit camp. Not so, just that, he was the leader of Congress when they allied with Ahmadmi Party. Yes, he was going to, he would have been the chief minister. He was so-called chief ministerial yeah, candidate. I think, uh, oh, uh, uh, Delhi mein kaha, he assembly mein he got up made a speech yeah uh, yeah, yeah and a fine speech actually uh -huh. and he's also Pradesh Congress chief ex Pradesh Congress <laughs> I know, chief that, that, I mean this is amazing so he went and he said um, in fact it said that a day before he joined he met Amit Shah and he joined BJP he was um, campaigning with um, so I have to ask you this I don't know how that happened and, and we need to move to Sonu Nigam pretty quick yeah <laughs> Will this mean that BJP projects Manoj Tiwari as their CM face for Delhi? I... <laughs> that, that pause. Wow. That was... Uh, I don't know uh, cricket terms, but what was that? A googly? Is that a googly you threw at me? No, that was a... Uh, that was a dusra. That was a googly. <laughs> <laughs> can be fit. This was a dusra. Well, I mean, googly is basically... Dusra is off-spinner's version of a googly. But anyways... Yeah. Uh, so, that was a googly. And... Um, well... Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know about Manoj Tiwari enough, but I have seen some video. Bhojpuri films. Uh, 
<laughs> as a politician. Achha, okay. Huh. And as a and so I've seen some so I thought you were about his Bhojpuri. No, films. no, no, no. I am also talking about his. He hasn't been in political sphere for a very long time. So I. No, he has. As just in, in a different sphere. He was in Samajwadi Party's candidate in 2009 <laughs> against. I told you who. Uh, yeah. Yogi Adityanath. Yogi Adityanath. So I'm just saying that he hasn't been with BJP for too long. Oh. I don't see see him having made some any earth shattering political interventions oh. in life. So uh, there was only one leak that I saw, which was um, which was a terrible leak. So um, it's all right if Delhi Kong Delhi BJP is coming together. I'm happy for them. For the longest time, they had no clue. The, the most clueless bunch of people ever has been but Delhi BJP. Let, 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 let's so, put, let me put it this way. Now, and I'm not one, but I mean, Delhi BJP gave same like Madhavanath Khurana, Sushma Swaraj and stuff and then Manoj Tiwari will be following yeah. the footsteps. I mean, come on. I know. But the last time, um, Delhi BJP or maybe central leadership of BJP <laughs> made a cardinal mistake of projecting Kiran Bedi but no I, I think they have said, I, I mean they have good faces no they have good faces like Vijender Gupta I think why why, why not yeah. very good face yeah why and he was the one who won his seat in an arc um, tsunami. tsunami yes in yes. 67 67 and, and, out of 70 seats they have Dr. Harshwardhan again and, and another thing Rohini was uh, won by BJP but Rohini was with AAP in 2013 and in an AAP tsunami, in a seat that AAP won in 2013, Vijendra Gupta won that seat. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm a completely independent observer, but I'm saying why not have, you know. Yeah, but Vijendra Gupta has not been very uh, prominent in these. He has. He, he has, has made some interventions in the Delhi Assembly. And no, stuff. no, no. Uh, during these MCD uh, campaign thing. See, have you seen what, him around? No, I haven't seen him much. That's the bizarre thing. Mm. That who is calling the shots in the Delhi BJP? Yeah. And um, a lot of some what might happen in the MCD might have to do with huge sentiment against Aadmi Party. Yeah. So I think I think uh, if there is a tsunami as it is predicted in favor of BJP, it is truly because of the disgust with as I said with a bunch of rabble rousers uh-huh. that call themselves. But but but, but then again if I know Mr. Narendra Modi well, uh, Kishore Prasad Maurya was the UP BJP chief for 2017. <laughs> look what happened. Look what happened. So if if, so, uh, if Mr. Manoj Tiwari is uh, heartbreaking yeah. <laughs> dreams, let him not do yeah, that. So that, that, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I mean uh, who would have thought Manohar Lal Khattar would have been the CM of No Haryana? one. No one. Uh-huh. No one. Yeah. So, so the, no he he has made some out and, of and, box. And, 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 and I will give five points for people outside Maharashtra and election watchers if you can tell me the name of the current Maharashtra BJP chief <laughs> Rao Saheb Dalve. most people don't know he is the chief of yeah, Maharashtra yes, yes. So, the, the, no, so that's the thing so you know what happens so, so also, I mean, nothing against oh, but, but um, Narendra Modi has made some very out of box choices for a chief ministerial candidate. so I have to bring another point also and credit the reason why I brought Rao Saheb Dalve and uh, from uh, and Devendra Fadnavis up because BJP won Latur Municipal Corporation yes which they have not won and hold your breath since independence yes since 1947 since 1947 it has been a congress past yeah this was Deshmukh um, ah, completely Deshmukh uh, the, his son was a uh, I don't know if he's if he, I think he's still won his seat yeah, he's, he's been a MLA yeah. Amit Deshmukh yeah
when Modi was the CM, I mean, can you imagine Congress yeah. winning there? So uh, this Latur, um, last time BJP won a zero seat, zero yeah. seats, and Congress won forty nine. Yes. BJP won thirty six. Amazing. This is this is amazing turnaround. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens in Delhi. And when are the elections in uh, Delhi? Um, no, the election, election 2020, 2020. After the Lok Sabha. Yeah. So, so but but, okay. but no, but who knows what is happening yeah. right now? I think the composition of Delhi Assembly is 66-4. Yeah. Bahab has 66 seats yeah. and BJP has four. Four. So there is nothing uh, we can do at the moment. But this is okay. This is a good, um, mm. um, you know, uh, after Punjab. This is a good wake-up call for Mr. Kejriwal. You know, you know, you have few years left. Go get back to governance and get back to some work. That chap is not interested in governance. He's not if interested he really in governance. If he wanted to, he, yeah. would have, he would have mended the ways before the Delhi elections. Yeah, but uh, he's he's really not interested. Uh, but no. And so he would have actually mended some ways after the slap that he got in Punjab. Hmm. But he just does not seem to be interested in in at all. So we'll see what remains to be seen. And and I apologize. It's sixty. Five for AAP, four for BJP, and one is vacant. So, okay. Yeah. And leader of opposition is still Vijendra Gupta. Yeah, yeah. Leader of opposition mm-hmm. is Vijendra Gupta, and he's a good man. Uh, so let's see what which, happens. Uh, and another thing I, that I did not know, Raki Billa is the deputy speaker. So that was interesting. I never knew that in Delhi. So oh. uh-huh. um, uh, I just found out as I put this up. So, anyways, um, uh, we'll talk about Sonu Nigam now, and we wanted to dedicate uh, five ten minutes to it. And, uh, uh, yeah. and so after the Delhi uh, polls, which we should know in a couple of days i guess the results yeah so yeah let's talk about what uh, what dominated what has dominated the news so for i want to say innocuous tweets by sonu nigam uh, uh, dominated the news cycle and especially the twitter sphere for a long time first of which saying that he he uh, he was talked about the azan and i am going to paraphrase them because i don't want to read those tweets i mean anyone can read them mm-hmm. where he was bothered by the azan coming from the loudspeaker then he also talked about uh, temples and gurudwaras uh, um, and how uh, he was bothered like by the loudspeakers giving noise and then he said something like kunda gardi hai ye ya something he said yeah why why uh, are they uh, blaring uh, noise he said the word Gundagarni. Ah. He said, "It is you know why are they blaring so loudly at this point? And this but, is nothing but, but Gundagarni." Predictably and so, and since our discourse is so skewed, everyone ignored the temples and gurudwara streets. But the Azan not just streets, did they not igno- ignore uh, temple and gurudwara, they also ignored their own nigam said nothing against Azan. He was against loudspeakers. He did not say Azan should not be said. Mm-hmm. He did not say prayers should not be said. He did not say anything of that sort. All he said was loudspeakers should not be allowed to blare sounds that loud at 4 a.m. in the morning. Mm. It's disturbing. Um, and I agree with him. I completely agree with him. I have seen, um, you know, in India, we really don't have any sense of noise pollution, you know. Chahe shadi ho. Chahe, um, you know, Mata ki chokki ho, chahe azan to hai hi, I mean, it is um, five times a day, you know, that's there. But even anything, you know, I have seen this Mata ki chokki thing also, you know, blaring. And I would have been half sympathetic to it if they 
sung well but they are all, suddenly on sheila ki jawani tune you find um, mata bhajans or you find something so i would have been half as sympathetic if somebody well was singing but anyway i am digressing people in delhi probably invite narendra chanchal a lot they do ab uski awaaz hi phat gayi hai narendra chanchal ki they actually spoofed him in badrinath ki dulhaniya where you sing jmd 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 uski to matlab awaaz bilkul hi narendra chanchal ki phat hi gayi hai i mean after raj kapoor no one could use uh, narendra chanchal at all but anyway we are digressing the real point here is when other than i speak about music we can go on and on for about six seven podcasts but we don't want actually and that, that's something we want to hear you know we can add, actually one one of these days do a special podcast on like hindi music uh, through we the will. 80s and 90s and 70s so let us know what you think about it and we can actually do that so what you are saying is that we should have our uh, private conversations on the podcast you want to think about the music of the There's 70s like, 80s yeah. and 90s a lot of so our so conversations are about music but uh, again we are digressing the whole thing about sonu nigam's thing was all he said at that point was so nigam's thing is actually very important and i did not think in the newsroom sitting on that day that it was such an important thing and you I, and i even told you i said we probably don't need to spend too much time on it um in terms of to which i disagree to which you disagreed that's what that's what i was saying you disagreed you said no it is going to become a big thing and i thought it was going to end in there but predictably secular liberal intelligentsia did not disappoint me at all so what happened is all he said was about loudspeakers and there's a supreme court order against this which no one follows and which no one has no government has uh, tried to uh, you know follow so this all he was talking about was noise pollution really loud noise pollution coming out emanating from loudspeakers but immediately people took it in another context just because he had spoken about azan used the word azan. azan and he said um uh, you know in times of prophet muhammad there was no um, electricity so there was no need why why do you need to amplify prayers and in today's day and age if um, faithful do need to be called you know there are you know no, there I, are apps and no, there are no but then i i don't agree with that that logic because by by that logic jab jab mata ji ka time tha and we used to do ras and garba there was no so in navratri should they ban loud speakers also no no no, no, no. but in garba kyun tab tab to loud speakers nahi the times it's societies or clubs doing it with the permission of every members in the society uh yahan pe does that happen like is there is there a government directive that you should not because this happens at like 5 6 o'clock in the morning and stuff so is and five times a day five times a day chalo agar subah ya dopahar mein hua to it's whatever like a lot of people won't the problem was it being what time of the day it was being played at yeah 4 am so the thing here is not about um uh <laughs> whether we should use loudspeakers or not what he was talking about was really regulating do we need this every single morning mm-hmm. and it's it's not about people cannot pray of course they can pray all he said was that let's not disturb 
the sleep of people who do not need to be woken up aisa hua hai i have aisa been hua hai. No. and this morning he um, actually tweeted a video because bbc went all the way to his flat and said oh there is nothing can be heard from there that's rubbish. that was rubbish this morning he tweeted actually at i think 5 in the morning or 4 in the morning mm. it was complete darkness outside he uh, recorded the azan for about 2 minutes and mm. all he tweeted was good morning india so this happened at 4 in the morning today in india time so clearly there there was this no, thing no, I, can, i i i can i agree with him because i have experienced it first so have i yeah main abhi abhi india ja ke aaya na main to ki subah 4:30 baje i think ha 4:30 baje 5 baje and and it it's not even coming from close quarters yeah. it was this was coming from but it's pretty loud because okay. let us streamline this discussion mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. what is this is this a freedom of speech um, issue or is this a issue that is really threatening our secularism I, 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 that is what we need to discuss rubbish it's not threatening our secularism uh, just like their freedom they have the freedom to express it on the loudspeakers so does sonu nigam have it on twitter yeah. i mean first of all straight up i yeah. mean both yeah. are freedom so all, not, what was sonu nigam asking for regulation right uh, and, and and decibel and the no and decibel and level to be here is where uh, i start getting angry when they said that there some uh, the people that there he, there was a case and him some mulla filed or something that about using the word gundagardi bhai yeah. so the temples or gurudwaras ki bhi baat ki hai have people he said anyone that? who is not following the laws on um, uh, you know loudspeakers is um, indulging in gundagardi which is true <laughs> my question was and why did the seculars or the left only outrage about the azan and not outrage about temples and gurudwaras that was a very interesting thing and i also said that he talked about gurudwaras and he talked about uh, temples and he said all of them are to be if they are not following the laws they are equally to be blamed yeah. but why was it that it was only the followers of certain faith that were giving fatwas and telling him to shave his head off and all that stuff why was that happening is so it those insecurity are or is it uh, this thing no it's not insecurity it is just no insecurity under a uh, certain political establishment no no it is not insecurity exactly. it would have happened under congress government also if uh, sonu nigam had said the same uh, nahi nahi main to i was talking about uh, bmc ruled by shiv sena na tum kya samjhe i'm just joking <laughs> i'm just joking no, but anyways it would have happened uh, under that also so because it is inability of a bunch of people to be able to accept another point of view that is all sonu nigam's thing is if you really break it down it is inability of a certain section of people to be able to hear another opposing point of view matlab agar unhone kuch keh hi diya to aap bilkul maar kaat pe taiyar ho gaye listen to what he is saying there is a supreme court directive on this and all he is saying is turn off the volume turn down the volume that's all he is saying he is not against prayer he is not against any religion he is not against um uh, people professing that religion and he is not against all he is saying is that i don't need to be woken up with that sound so please don't he does not need to be woken up by azan he does not need to be woken up by mathakha bhajan he does not need to be no, woken up by any gurudwara which is quite, which is quite hilarious so because uh, i heard shekhar gupta said something about why should we give importance to an out of work singer or something like that uh, it doesn't matter a any songs nahi nahi wo chodo if arundhati roy's next book came come after 20 years of god of small things and all she was doing was writing columns and she, does she mean she's an out of work author she was um 
No, no. What I'm saying is by, by that logic. Yeah, by so logic. we should not take her seriously. And I know Shekhar doesn't take her seriously, anyways. Yeah. So, why? Usme hota hai ye nahi. I mean, after her bizarre claims that she makes, and the reason why I use is because she is no different from those uh, uh, crazy left wingers we hear all day. Oh, so she is left of left of left of left. Huh? Didn't so, she was the one who called Gandhians with guns or yeah, something? So I, I think if if she is she is considered to be mainstream opinion and who somebody. Why not? You know anyone else? If so, yeah. Ye, anyone who's saying or is commenting on Sonu Nigam's personal uh, woe is completely missing the whole point. Yeah, it is completely missing the whole point. I think as a citizen of India, he had a no. And for the same people who were tom toming behind Nayantara Sahgal, remember her? No one yeah. seems to remember her now. After beyond the award wapsi, uh, when was the last book she published? I mean, kya hai? Yeah. Come on, I mean, you know, let's let's get a grip. And at that time also, I was I never questioned her personal or professional life. It's the statements you go by the merit of the statements and the context with which the statements are made. So I don't know. Completely agree, and I think they um, they mm-hmm. flipped. Mm-hmm. They flipped on Sonu Nigam issue, mm-hmm. and uh, completely taking over. Uh, there was no reason for left to feel so injured and so wounded about it. Mm-hmm. All they were, I mean, I don't know what it was about. Uh, mm-hmm. So we published a piece. <laughs> By the way, mind you, it didn't he like uh, a lot of people. I I don't know whether it was the same people or something. Uh, many people applauded him last year when he toured, did a world tour with Atif Aslam. Yeah. Where they were singing each other's songs. So no singing Atif songs and Atif was singing, and they so, were preaching for uh, Indo-Pak peace and what? Uh, no, actually, yeah. Sonu Nigam made a statement, something like that. During uh, for which uh, there was yeah, another right. controversy yeah. last year, six months before, and now this is happening. So it's, it's really people should be allowed to say what they say, and if uh, he was allowed to, if if they made the free, uh, expression uh, argument about freedom of expression six months ago when he made yeah. that statement when uh, uh, when he was on tour with Atif, he should be allowed to say what he says right I now. I agree, too. and it should be. It is a shame that anyone should be announcing these fatwas or anything. The anybody announcing these fatwas should. Really be behind the jail. They don't um, belong in a civilized society. And really, I would like to end this part, and we have part three after this. Who are the liberals here, and where are the liberals here? They're apologists of Islamists. That's all they are at the moment. You sound like Bill Maher right now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, and 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 we also in the last part, apart from everything, when we've covered Kashmir a lot, but some things have happened in Kashmir which are quite significant that we would like to talk about. And also, uh, before we end the podcast, Sunanda, I want this one discussion on Mashal Khan, yes. the tragic death that happened in Pakistan. Because you said Bilmar, I was watching his show, and he mentioned that. So and it was, and it's not been covered like how it should have been. We have, but yeah, we no no we have, have absolutely mind makers yeah. have. I mean, on mainstream media. Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli and Sunanda Vashisht, which is me. So yeah, uh, first of all, uh, uh, this hasn't been discussed much, but Turkey actually had a very like referendum, which controversial referendum, which a lot of people voted. I mean, you know, uh, more than half the population, right? And giving Erdogan complete powers. Complete powers. And, and now we have another. It is dictatorial. It is. It is. It's um, another. I would say another Islamist dictatorship.
Mm-hmm. There I mean, is no question about it. Anybody who had any hopes on Turkey, Brazilian um, probably, uh, are completely uh, dashed. And don't forget, Turkey is a NATO ally. That's why I use the name because they, they, a lot of people give example of Turkey and Indonesia and stuff. Yeah, but Turkey, yeah. especially, is significant in this thing that um, it's it's. But it is an Turkey ally. has really gone. Remember, Turkey is the original Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kamal Ataturk had uh, taken it towards modernity and it seemed that this is what an ideal country which has a majority Muslim population could look like or could aspire to. So there was Kamal Ataturk taking them away from um, medieval ages so to speak and to modern taking them away from the Middle East. Yeah, and then moving towards modernity and yeah. accepting modernity. Because UAE and others, they might be a little uh, modern than Saudi Arabia, but they are very small countries. countries they don't Turkey was a powerful country and the Ottoman Empire carried a certain symbolic significance, significance for them. So now... Do you think it, it has a scary possibility of going the way Iran went after the... Yes, after, yes. Because that's what I can because think Because don't of. forget, Erdogan has been playing games. Erdogan has been playing games in Middle East. He has been, uh, you know, supporting one over the other. So there is there is, there is, is really this issue. When this thing happened, I, I have been very worried about this development because it really does change the world order. And how does this and, um, uh, shape the future of the Kurds, Kurds in Kurdistan that's, and stuff? That is what to be seen. That is yet to be seen, how that happens. But Erdogan has um, has shown these signs of where he is a complete dictator and a, and a mindless dictator, you know, um, somebody who is just um, not someone who is interested in taking the country forward, but is is really putting you know wheels to take it backwards. Mm-hmm. So, so Erdogan hasn't really we, gotten we, we well an, with anybody. We have an excellent piece. By the way, Erdogan is coming to India. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, Erdogan is coming to India pretty soon. I don't know when he is, but he is coming to India. He's scheduled to come to India. So that would be very how, how interesting. How long has it been before we've had a bilateral visit from Turkey? A while. While, right? A while. And I have also heard uh, rumors of uh, Narendra Modi going to Israel. No, that, those are not rumors. Those are um, completely... No, in July. In those, July. Those, that, is, that, is that, is confirmed. that is confirmed. The rumor is uh, when he's coming to US. Yeah, the rumor is when he's coming to US, but he is... Um, you think it could probably be Israel on the stop to US and that would be very significant. That would be very significant. We don't know that, but his trip to Israel is confirmed. Hmm, hmm. It's confirmed. I think the dates and everything are in place for that. Uh, interesting. So that's it. interesting. That's interesting. So, so no, and and in, it, there has never been a bilateral visit by a prime minister to Israel, right? Uh, no. No. So this yeah. is the first time. This is the first time. Hmm. So this is our home minister went before this. Rajnath Singh. Ah, he was. He, he got a had a photograph taken at the Wailing Wall. Oh, yes. So too. he did go so, there, but um, yeah, this is going to be quite interesting. Quite, and also the joint statement that comes out and stuff. Yes. They they, they usually have very cute tweets uh, that they share talk to each yes. other, both the leaders. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to see this. Uh, interesting. So that's that. Um, we'll also talk about. Let's talk about. Uh, b- am I missing out the Kashmir thing and Mashal Khan, right? Yes. The Kashmir. 
miss out anything yeah. I announced in the beginning? No, this is it. I may have then apologize. We are really running short, short of, of time. time. So, uh, yeah, but um, Kashmir, I just want to speak for two minutes since we're uh, running out of time. And there's a piece coming up on uh, mind makers that you can look, which look you up, writing. which I am writing. So is talking about herself in third person. <laughs> type. No, no, there's a piece coming up which is really analyzing the entire situation till now, and. Um, so here is the deal right now kashmir is moving towards governor's rule whether or not that will happen i don't know but all you know all signs completely show that there is complete breakdown of law and order i have been speaking to people on the ground people who have spent five or six or seven days in last 10 days uh, or 20 days in kashmir and they have reported back and they have said South Kashmir and the words that were used are is almost liberated and you see foreign terrorists moving around that is that is scary and no, I am I not like saying to... that there was not any covert help to terrorists from no, the I, I population but this whole this intifada style of coming out with stones which hmm. they have copied from Palestine uh, coming out of stones and then anytime somebody retaliates then cry victimhood because mm. this is this is straight from Palestine copy and, and, and Palestine, two, two uh, very significant uh, things happened that have not been highlighted one was the killing of an major Ikhwani leader yes uh, who belonged to the national conference uh, was a lawyer yes. and Ikhwanis if you don't know basically are where people um, ex-militants ex who turned, turned and so to help uh, the Indian state, state. Um, and he was a member of NC uh, and then Farooq Abdullah I think he couldn't even carry out his victory march or something like that in Srinagar. It was that bad, the situation. Yeah. And one piece I would like to recommend in Open Magazine was by Rahul, Rahul Pandita, yeah. about uh, who is responsible for Kashmir or something. And it's a very balanced piece, so to speak. Yeah. And especially that uh, rumors. And he, he talks about these rumors, like WhatsApp forwards and stuff selling complete rubbish that something about two ladies who had drowned that they were gang raped yeah. or something aise, yeah. kitne aise rumors hai. And, and things like those we don't don't think sitting here but or sitting anywhere in India in for fact, that this matter morning there was news that whatsapp has been um, gagged I mean of course if it stopped right now but the it's kind of radicalization happened. through whatsapp that is happening is crazy yeah so, uh, and I'm talking about radicalization, I would like to go talk about Mashal Khan, a yes. student in Pakistan who was tragically killed. He was a victim of blasphemy. We have a piece on Mashal Khan too, yeah. um, telling what happened to the report. Uh, what's scary is, and this is something that Bill Maher talked about on his show yesterday, because there was this lady from CNN who was talking about that I want the uh, world to be, you know, a place where people think about humanitarian things and stuff, that this poor... Dude, he was like, not that it makes it any better, but he was not killed by jihadis, he was killed oh. by college students. Yeah, because... Both equally reprehensible. I mean, yes, you know, not better, uh, but but it, it really it shocks, shocks you. you. But because he was a Hemdi. And no. Ahmadiyyas are not considered... And college is a place for dissent. You freaking... Uh, not an Islamic world. I mean, I remember my college days. I mean, I'm not that old, but I remember my college days. We would argue about every damn thing on the planet. Adit, I have seen, and this is going to be controversial, but when have I ever um, been afraid of controversy? But I have seen completely, you know, well-educated Muslims who uh, educated and, you know, coming from a very decent middle class, upper middle class, um, you know, background and not living in Pakistan or any other Islamic country 
who have come to me on my face and said, I have nothing against Ahmadiyyas, but they're not Muslims. You know, this has been said to me on my face, that Ahmadiyyas are not Muslims. So they don't consider Ahmadiyyas Muslims. They don't consider, you know, I often ask that when Ahmadiyyas are all gone, when Hazaras are all gone, because that's what they've been doing to Hazaras also, when Hazaras are all gone, when Ahmadiyyas are all gone, when Shias are all gone, Ismailis are all gone, then who are they going to kill? Hindu to hoi khatami ho gai Pakistan mein. To phir baaki six ko they haven't even put them in the census anymore. You know, that was the latest. Yeah, they haven't put, there is no category of six. And there was actually a thing about, although I was surprised that there are some six in Pakistan. There are actually. And actually there are some six who live in Afghanistan also. But so they have taken them out of the census. So then once everyone is dead, I mean, Hindus are already gone. Then, uh, but you know, not enough to change anything. It's like 30 40 lakhs. The same thing as you know, people often say, Are Kashmiri Pandit, the people to Kashmir may have, but not not enough. I think one or two percent, yeah, but not enough to make not as much as in Bangladesh. Bangladesh has about 10 percent, yeah, not not enough to make any significant change or make anything, you know, micro minuscule. Not just that, even the ones that are there, a lot of them are being mistreated. Yeah. So, so then, what do you? Um, which so I think Farana Zispani, uh, the wife of Hussein Akani, has written a book on Pakistan's minorities. Yeah, yeah, she has. So Ahmadiyyas are not considered Muslims, and it is it is just a very very sad situation. I, you know, I, I, I first of all, this views. I mean, it shocks me. But I mean, it shocks me, but doesn't shock me if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, even if they were not Muslims, you know. Did he say anything blasphemous, so to speak? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. It was said about you know. It was what did blasphemy. Something he said about. How It was a college atmosphere. Yeah, it was. It was blasphemy. He uttered the name of I don't know somebody, and it was it was considered blasphemous. He was he was killed for blasphemy. Who is the one to decide that? Uh, you know, it is. We have been seeing this radicalization the world over, and I am. It is I have come to the point where it is really not a fight between rational and irrational anymore. No, 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 no. It is think, just think, a think fight between barbarism no. and. Let's cut humanity. out all that. Cut out all that. Flashback to your college days. How many things did we say, do or something ended up like, there were things that you talk and you disagreed, you disagreed your butts off, you know, I mean. I spend my entire life and I spend my, from morning to evening, I think all I say is blasphemy. <laughs> because really, I mean, I'm questioning everything, I'm, you know, but then that's, that's not what college is. Yeah, I mean, that's what life is, but that's not what, um, you know, huh. that's, that's, so it's, it's really sad. Uh, I mean, I, if, if there are, we both appear to be at loss of words, because we are loss of words, I mean. Just we can all pray that you know is this family has you know gets the strength to overcome this terrible loss that they have. Poor thing, he went to college that day not knowing what's going to happen. He's not going to come back. It's pretty sad. Keep Mashal Khan and people like Mashal Khan in your thoughts who have been victims of such insane mob violence. Any mob violence should never be condemned. Mainstream. It has to be condemned. Yeah. So, anyways, with that, uh, we would go to our recommendations. Sunanda, your recommendation. Yes, I do. And because we were talking about MDRs and this thing, um, I, the book that I would recommend everyone to read today, and mm-hmm. that's a book that is very close to my heart, and a lot of readers, I'm sure, would have read, and read it, but those who haven't, please go and read Kite Runner. It is by Khalid Husseini. 
and I don't remember I have read it at least three or four times and I don't remember a book in recent times that I have wept so much when I have read Khalid Husseini is a phenomenal writer he's also written Thousand Splendid Sons after that but The Kite Runner is about a Hazara boy in Afghanistan it is said Khalid Husseini is an Afghani writer actually mm -hmm. Afghan writer and he writes phenomenally well and it is about this little Hazara boy. Hazaras have been victim of violence, oh. so much violence um, in um, Afghanistan and Pakistan also. So it is about the story about this Hazara boy and what happens to him. Yeah. Um, it will really, you know, if there is that little, you know, dam inside you, it will burst. It is, it is that sad. So The Kite Runner by Khalid Husseini. I have uh, um, two recommendations. So my two recommendations are very interesting. First of all is if you have if you don't know yet, Bahubali two comes out this weekend. Yes. So go and yay. watch Bahubali one and I refresh your watch memory. Bahubali. We will all know why Katapa kills Bahubali. Spoiler alert! But if you still don't know, then you probably are living under a rock because that happened two years ago. So <laughs> it's been two years. It's been two years for. Mm -hmm. So oh, it, I love it comes out this, this I love Bahubali. So we have to watch it in Hindi because we don't understand Telugu. But I somehow hope that I mean it's not going to happen but sometimes I feel like they should play Telugu songs or Tamil songs but the movie should be in Hindi <laughs> yeah. uh, because I listen to the Hindi songs of Bahubali and they sound terrible the I Telugu know. ones sound uh, very so much better because yeah. sometimes tunes are composed so for words and mm -hmm. it sounds odd yeah. So, especially one of my favorite songs from Bahubali 2's album, the Bhajan on Krishna sounds bad in me Hindi. Just, yeah. yeah, it sounds bad in Hindi. So, um, uh, that's there. And then the second, uh, not that I understand Telugu, and I think probably that's why I love all the songs in there. Um, the second, my recommendations is one of my favorite TV shows is coming back in May. Uh, every Everyone who probably grew, grew up in 2000s knew. It's called Sarabai versus Sarabai. Uh, it's... Uh, the Indian take on Everybody Loves Raymond but I think I find it inherently funnier than Everybody Loves mm -hmm. Raymond it's about this upper class uh, uh, upper middle class or high society Gujarati family rich Gujarati family living in Mumbai and uh, my Mumbaikers would make a joke aren't all Gujarati families like that in Mumbai and I said no it's not <laughs> but there are a few in Kaf Parade in Marabar Hill uh, who, who do so anyways it's set in Kaf Parade and uh, they make uh, it's about their day to day lives and the trailer of that came out uh, or the two minute promo came out last week and the show comes out next month so catch up on all the 65 episodes or 62 episodes from last year uh, sorry from last season it's funny can you imagine the the time gap between two seasons is almost 12 years 12 years the show came out in wow. first 2005 it went on to 2007 and the people are still that excited about 60 episodes only wow yeah but there are shows like that. I yeah. remember Dekh by Dekh was another one. 90 episodes and so much impact. It's yes. still left. Or 65. Yes. I don't know. Something like that. So it's almost the, that. So um, that that ends the podcast for this week. Uh, do tune in. Next week we'll be back with a couple of surprises and a new podcast. And definitely look forward to the event that Mindmakers is doing with Dr. Makran Paranjpe uh, in, par in participation with IBC Indian Book Club on 30th April. Till then, it's goodbye from Madhus and Sunanda. Pramod will be back next week, I promise you. <laughs>